When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Oh my gosh, yeah, baby. what time is it? I don't know what time it is, Tom What time is it? What time is it? Tell him what time it is Look at your watch, Wolf. look at your watch, and look at your watch Our time, baby Oh, oh shit, shit, shit yeah. Oh my god, inside the place Wolf and Al, tell your friends. Marjorie. Tell your mum. Marjorie. Like, hello, how you doing? Is that a yeah. Gresham Blake number you're wearing there? It is a Gresham Blake. I believe you've got this this same track. I've, I've got it in red and blue. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice, boy. Gresham's smashing some yeah. nice looks. That's yeah, nice. Shout out to Gresham Blake. Can I, before, while we're talking about clothes, I've got something I, I have to ask. Yeah. You. So in the backdrop of your yeah. of your shot here, yeah. there's a trench yeah, yeah. behind you. Yeah, yeah, but Can I ask who that trench belongs to? That is my trench. Okay, thank you, Tom. Let me tell you why. Yeah. I have been having an ongoing argument with a swan. Yeah. Now, now l- l- let me explain to you what happened. A while ago, I- I've always liked the idea of rocking a trench. Right? Mate, if it's anyone I like... know could rock a trench, right, you could okay. fucking kill a trench. Right, thank you. Thank you, bro. So I ordered a trench a while ago. Where from? Okay. Cos, I think nice, it is. Right? Nice. Yeah. Now, now, admittedly, what I would say to you, slightly longer than I was anticipating. Okay, let's just get that out of the way. Well, it's not like a wedding it. dress, is it? It's not like... Has it got a train? <laughs> let's just say, let's just, let's just say, I can only wear it if Theo's with me to sort of hold up the back of it. <laughs> that would be such a sick look. Just walking around Soho like the emperor in his new clothes. Yeah, Theo, Theo wearing an outfit that's the same colour as the trench, just so it all goes together. So that coordinates. Uh, no, so anyway, I bought, I bought this trench. Yeah. And Lisa said, what the fuck did you buy that for? Those are exact wow. words. What the fuck did you buy that for? Not in it. I've said that more aggressively than she said. Yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah. You know, she said it in a kind of, you know, what's he done? You know, like in a, like a sitcom wife rolling her eyes. Yeah, yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. What have you done now? Yeah. Did she do it in front uh, of the kids or just the two of you? No, she didn't do it in front of the kids. But then we were moving a couple of weeks ago, as you know, and we're packing shit up and she goes, this is not, this is not coming with us. I said, well, I've not worn it yet. I said, I don't know. I don't know how you're rolling, but I'm not rolling like I couldn't afford to give away clothes that I haven't even fucking worn yet, yeah? I understand, like, having a bit of a clear out. Anyway, she goes, just put it on. Ooh. Mate, I put this coat on. I promise you, I'm not exaggerating, I don't think I've seen her laugh like that in about a year. Really? She, she had to sit down, yeah, she had to sit down and, like, wipe tears away from her. Like, she was, she lost her mind at me in this coat. Now, 
I'm looking. I'm looking as I'm talking to you. I'm looking at your coat. Now, I can't really. Obviously, it's on a Zoom thing. Yours looks like a less kind of. My the material on my coat, I would describe as sort of. There's a sheen to it. Do you know what I mean? That I don't. Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know. I know. So basically, you brought Mac Mac. <laughs> like, you brought one. Like, if if it's going to rain, but also it's got a little dew about it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got a little. Yeah, it's got a little prominence about that shine. Uh, <laughs> mate, the thing about a Mac, yeah. Let me just tell you, boy. Yeah. Let me tell you. Go on. If there's one garment that you're ever going to have in your wardrobe that will absolutely like inspire you and push you to lose some weight, it's a Mac. Because they're not forgiving. As soon as you put it on, like, so I this week I got a um brought like a just my winter coat. I bought a new winter coat, Adidas, nice little number, like knee length, fucking sick piece of garm, uh, and. I sort of put it on. Catherine was like, oh, my God, that's really, really nice. Then I did it up, and she went, why do you do things up like that? Oh, no. And it, it sort oh, of like... Did she have that Did she have that touch? It was like bump and bump. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no. At the front, I yeah. looked like a pregnant woman. At the back, I looked like Kim Kardashian. And I haven't even got a bum, yeah. really. But everything was just... Yeah. You could have just got... You could have gone for pregnant Kim Kardashian and saved a bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because... Rio Ferdinand. Shout out Rio Ferdinand, my G. Oh, um, no, but Rio... You know, Rio always talks about one staple thing that always looks good and should look good on most men, right? Is a decent looking winter parka, right? A nice winter coat and a white yeah, t-shirt sure. underneath, right? Yeah, I can't pull that look off because it just, just looks like I've got a little white friend sticking out of the middle <laughs> no, of you know, the coat. Trouble, the trouble is, when you see like someone who looks fucking, if you see Rio or David Beckham yeah. or like someone yeah. sort of like, kind of like, sort of like swaggy in that fucking, that yeah. look, Idris busts it nice. Right? Yeah. Right? Idris busted nice. <laughs> right? It looks like, you know, but if it's like me, you, or like one of our compadres that we know, it's fucking hard, brother. Yeah. It's hard to bust that off. You know, actually, this is just while we're on there, uh, like, so this, when we're shooting The Curse, right, We, you know, the, the, you get, like, you'll get sort of papped doing a show or whatever. So we got um, yeah. papped sort of shooting them. Um, and like, so I'm in a picture with, um, my boys, uh, Stevie Stamp, uh, Sipa, and Hugo Chegwin, right? And, yeah. like, those three, like, Hugo looks double drip. Hugo looks like Jason, like a smaller version of Jason Statham, right? He's got a cool, like, yeah. Sipa's peering out of the door looking so cool. Steve Stamp was in, in character that day, so he's looking, Steve is always dressed immaculately, right? Yeah, Steve's Steve's got some drip, oh, in it. God, he's man, like... Steve, Steve, like, I look at Steve and think, man, absolutely, like, he can... You know, Steve's very, very clever with his clothing, right? Very neutral base colours. He's literally black and white nearly everything he wears. It's fucking mm. incredible, man. And is that is that do you look at him as somebody that's got a completely different shape to you and think, I'm gonna model myself on him no, in the no, same no, way that no, you do no, Kevin no, no, no. in the same way mate, that you do Kevin Hart? No. <laughs> you know, like No, Kevin Hart hasn't got that much dissimilar <laughs> figure to me or you. He's quite stocky, right? Steve Stamp. Steve Stamp looks like a Gucci model. Like Steve yeah, Stamp, like, let me tell you, right? He can put on a beanie, a, a, a T-shirt that might not have been washed in about a month that's still a bit fucking knackered, a pair of fucking... No, no need to fucking, go, no need to fucking weigh in on me like that, <laughs> A pair of ankle swingers, right? And and yeah. still looks fucking sick ass. Steve can look like yeah. he's literally just put on some cl- put on clothes and look like he's just about to go, right, I'm, we're going to go for like a fry-up and then I've just got to head over to Paris in the fashion week and I'm going to do all of that in the same outfit. Steve is... Well, I'll tell you this. When I said... 
Steve dresses quite well. I didn't expect to lose 10 minutes on that. But <laughs> well done. I think, I think you've made your point. Anyway, go on. So it, also in the picture is me, right? In character, yeah. which isn't... Yeah, but in character. But your character's like... So your character looks... Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got a sort of a... You look like a sort of, what, a recreational knot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but the worst bit of it is my stomach is the thing that... Like, you've got us four actors in it. My stomach takes centre stage. And I genuinely was thinking, oh, I don't feel in bad shape at the moment. I feel like, okay about myself. I looked at that picture and someone put it in the group chat we've got. And I swear I lost about four or five hours the other afternoon just feeling like absolute shit. I got up the next morning and did a fucking workout. I lost nearly 50, 50 I know, I saw that. Yeah, you posted, you posted about it. You posted it. Yeah, that's it. why I did it. I was like, literally, I can't yeah. go on like this. I can't, there can't be pictures of me still now where I think I'm losing weight and I think I'm looking better where I still look at a picture and actually genuinely like, like just sit there thinking, well, there's no point. I might as well have fish and chips with fucking a battered sausage chaser tonight. That's what happens. No, but that's what happens to me, bro. Is that like, I think both of us have got the same yeah, issue. Yeah. Is that we've got no problem with exercising, but what happens is you, you exercise, right? Yeah. This is what happened. This is my opinion. Like, for example, I've been out for a run today, right? Yeah. Really, you know, feeling very virtuous about that, right? I guarantee this is what happened, right? Yeah. Later on today, I'll be wandering through, through the house. Yeah. Uh, in this tracksuit that cut right now I feel like I'm looking stushing, right? Yeah. I walk past I walk past the window, I'll see what I look like, and I go, oh. So so you're running every morning, you do it, you're doing per- personal training, and this is what right. it's come to. And then I'll go and have a fucking massive sandwich. <laughs> and then and then later on tonight, I will decide, you know what, fuck it. I'm exercising and I look like shit, so I might as well enjoy some aspect. I I'll, I'll call, I have this same conversation in my head every night. You might as well what what, what the fuck are you gonna enjoy? You're exercising. You're, you're exercising your ass off. You look like this. You don't even look good off the back of it. What joy are you getting in your life? What joy are you push my push my wife and children to one side as I go to the fridge to fucking load up because I feel like that's the only joy I can get in my life. No, you deserve this actually. Yeah, yeah. If no, you're not going to no. eat anything, right. if you know if you're not going to eat something, if you're not going to eat something bad, what's the, what's fucking, the fucking point of doing any of this? What's the point of working so on? What's the point of doing any of this? Just fucking eat, Romesh. Do you know what? You, you've, 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 with, you've withheld your pleasure from your life for too long. Just fucking have a sandwich, mate. Go on, stick it in the pan. Deep fry that shit. You deserve it, bro. I sometimes feel like I'm a Bedford van, right? That although it's had a couple of spray jobs um, and someone's made it look like the 18 van, maybe, or someone's fucking put a fucking uh, motif on the side of it, I'm still a fucking shitty, big, fat old Bedford van. <laughs> It doesn't matter what I fucking do. I'm just always going to be a Bedford van. And you got a fucking... Yeah. And it, mate, do you know this weekend, like, yeah, on the back of that, I had fucking fish and chips. I had fucking a Chinese... I mean, I had a Chinese takeaway. We had people... We had a lot of people over and everyone... We had, like, people with all different dietary requirements and all different... Some people didn't like Chinese. Some people didn't like Indian. Some people just wanted pasta. It was insane. Yeah. I felt like I was running a restaurant at home. I just did League of Their Own Christmas special. Yeah. And uh, obviously we're wearing Christmas jumpers and shit like that throughout the, throughout the show. And uh, you know that thing where you go, I'm always a Bedford fan, that yeah. thing you just said? It sums up. I, I, I have actually feel like I've made a breakthrough, yeah. right? I, 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 mentally, in, in a way, right? Because what, what happened was, is I saw Jamie and I saw Fred. They put on a Christmas jumper and immediately like, it's like those, you know those shoes in Back to the Future? yeah. yeah. 
Uh, in Back to the Future 2, where he presses a button and then they just shrink to size yeah, and they're yeah. perfect. That's what I feel every item of clothing does on Freddie and oh, James' mate, bodies. It's incredible. Right? They, they just put they put on a jumper and it just accentuate abs. Yeah. Make your chest look incredible. Look like you've got a Roman chest plate. Shoulders look broad and sexy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, so all of that happens, and then I put it on, and it's like make him look like a bridge troll, <laughs> destroy any self-esteem he's got left. Right. <laughs> right. So, I, it used to aggravate me, but now, do you know what I've done? I just accepted it. I am not supposed to look. No. That is just not. It's not in my thing. In in the list of things that people are going to say that Romish is good at, wearing clothes is looking good in clothes. It's just not. It's just not one of them. And that is... No, but you I just think accept like, that. Once I, you accept that... My friend Danny, who's a very fucking fashion conscious dude, fucking very cool guy, he said to me, Romish has got it fucking sussed with what he wears. He said, I think... He was watching you on the Ranganation uh, and he was saying how like, like, well turned out you are on that. I think... Look, if I'm honest with you, and I, you know, you had like Neil Ruddock on that, right? And I'm like, he's actually quite inspiring in the fact that he just doesn't give a fuck Totally. I'm totally. actually like, as a like, big guy, I'm like... He's just like shaking, he's just shaking his ass and like fucking... Mate, he's like... Just going for it, he's just going for it. And he's just going for it. And I'm just thinking, I don't think bad of him for it. I'm watching him Mate, going, I fucking salute man, Neil Ruddock. This Ruddard. man, I'm like, this man has got the, the body confidence of a fucking Adonis. He's just you know got I mean? the confidence like, of an absolute G. Yeah, like. But do you, know, do, you know, do you know the thing about this though, Tom? It makes him an attractive bloke. Yeah, yeah. It makes him a more attractive bloke because... You know, just somebody going, oh, you know, I do this. Like, we'll, we'll be getting changed. We're putting outfits on. I'm saying to the costume people, I'm so sorry about my body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, That's my <laughs> favourite voice you've ever done. <laughs> 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 I love you were getting droopy. I'm so sorry about my body. <laughs> I've got to get changed now to try and look away because it's, I don't look like Jamie and Freddie, I'm afraid. <laughs> Literally just got one woman from costumes just stroking your hair the whole time. Oh, mate. I did it, I did it on fucking when I did Holby City, bro. Like, they had to... They, um, a lot of them are you I, dropping I, shit hard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's right, yeah. Mate, listen, you talk about you talk about, you talk about Wonka and Paddington 2 and I'll fucking tell you about my stint in Holbish. <laughs> How many episodes did you do? I only did one episode. Oh, I don't know if you were... So when I, when I had to go, there's a bit where I, where I had to... Um, I had to have surgery. So they, what they've got to do is they've got to do a, like a, a freeze frame of my face and then they put in like a prosthetic of my body yeah. so they can operate, obviously. I wasn't getting paid enough for them to actually fucking open up my chest cavity. But like, so so I had to be measured up for a prosthetic. Oh, wow. And so I go back there and then this girl comes, this, like this uh, prosthetics girl comes out. She goes, can you come in here, please? I go, go into this little room and she goes, right, I just need you to take your top off. And I took my top off. And honestly, like I, I said that as a joke to you just now, I genuinely said to her, I'm so sorry about my body. <laughs> right? Because because you've just because you've just met someone yeah. and then they take you into a room and then I take my top off. Right. Lisa didn't like Lisa look, I've got to tell you something. This is fucking embarrassing. Right. This is what I'm about to tell you is fucking embarrassing. When Lisa and I <laughs> Lisa and I, this is, I, I can't, Lisa and I first got together at like, um, we were on a night out yeah. and then I went back to her place, right? And um, <laughs> I, we were talking about that first night that we like hooked up or whatever, like a, 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 a long time later. I said to her, was there anything, what did you think about me? What was your first impressions at that all that time ago? And, blah. 
She goes, do you know one of the one of the weirdest, the only thing that I thought was like I really liked you. I thought you were like sound and everything. She goes, you know the only thing that I thought was really weird about you. I go, what? She goes, the fact that you kept your shirt on. Jesus Christ! What for the whole night, mate? I kept. I had a fucking button up shirt. <laughs> <laughs> fucking waking up in a Fred Perry or a fucking Ben Sherman all done up to the fucking neck. Top collar, Look all the way up to the top. Did you sleep all right? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite hot, quite hot. Your shirt's kind of got sweat patches <laughs> and stuff. So on the strange way. that you're wearing no underpants. Just a pair of fucking socks and a fucking Ben yeah. Sherman. Yeah, why are, you, why are you in bed like you're about to do a Zoom meeting? <laughs> Like you shat yourself, and someone's just going to get you a pair of pants and new jeans for a lost property. And, and you know, the, and the reason for that is, is because I just thought, I genuinely in my head, there's part of me that thought, if I take my shirt off, she's going to go, "Oh, hold on a second, I didn't realise that's what I was dealing with." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you, could you, could you please leave? So that was with, with Lisa, yeah. the love of the, the 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 woman that went on to be the love of my life. Right? She she had to wait. This woman. I've met this woman 30 seconds ago yeah. and then I go into a room and she asked me to take my top off, right? That's why I was like, in my head, it was just like so messed up and that's why I went, I'm sorry about my body. <laughs> and and what, what we don't realise, what we don't realise is that is not attractive. Yeah. W- women, th- they don't suddenly go, oh, thanks, you've made me more comfortable about this. What they go is, oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're actually thinking about what your body looks like to me in this scenario. That's weird. Yeah. That's so fucking weird. But you don't want to go the other way and just go, huh, that's what I'm dealing with. Measure up. Silently, I reckon, silently taking your top off and just sort of like, if you were to take your top off and then chat about anything else that's like anything else in life, apart from the fact, no, I, I, mate, I've... Don't don't say I'm sorry about my body. Don't say apologies for this. It's just a bit cold in here. Don't don't say anything like that. It's... You just talk about something else. Because it th- this woman, like I, I, I'm making it about me, bro. I'm like, you know, I've got to take my top off. She's got to measure up. Yeah. <laughs> she's got to fucking measure me up. And then I go, sorry about my point. <laughs> and then she's suddenly nervous about what numbers she has to write down because she thinks if she writes down the, what my actual measurements are, I might start crying <laughs> with my top off in this tiny room with her. Do you know what I mean? Horrible. Mate, when we had to do this, um, when we did League of Our Own, and I tell you, that's one of the moments of my life that I was like, oh my God. You were in the middle, and one side of you is Adam Peaty, arguably who has one of the best bodies probably in the world, right? He's got, he's got, he's got one of the best bodies in the universe. Yeah, yeah. If, if there's a, he's almost like He Man. Michelangelo's David is jealous of yeah, Adam, Adam Peaty's body is right. absolutely rocking, and I'm next to him, and we're about to go into a fucking, like a fucking cold drop fucking ice bath thing. I looked across at Adam Peaty and I was like, look, you know, even when we were both getting changed and they tried to give me a pair of Speedos, I was like, as funny as I think this will be, I'm not wearing Speedos standing next to Adam Peaty. Mm. Like, that, yeah. that is just going to be... I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I found it very difficult to film that with you. And I'll tell you why. Because I knew that it, we were looking for the... And, the, and the, we were looking for the comedy in that situation. But at the same time, my heart was going out to you because I think to myself, I don't, I know what you feel like. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a horrible, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like, it's not like you and I feel great when we're stood on our own, let alone next to one of the fucking most also chiseled made, physiques I've say, ever seen in my life. Also made, a humble, lovely man as well. Shout out to Adam Peaty. Oh, what a bloke. What a bloke. he was Adam genuinely Peaty's going to fucking... me because I was doing that thing. I was standing next to Adam Peaty backstage going, 
feel like a piece of shit next year. And he went, yeah, you're all right. You, you, you look quite, your shoulders are not, you know, got good pairs. And then he starts trying to go through a routine that I could do, like at home that he could give me that would like make, like, like, like make my attributes look better. And I'm just staring at him thinking, yeah. you know how fucking long it would take even to look like a, mm. you know, yeah. Unless, unless like, one of the steps of the routine involves pulling out a fucking magic wand. <laughs> I, I, I don't think... Let me say, I don't think by it's the way, I will tell you this as well. Yeah. Right? When we were getting in that cold yeah. thing, someone just before we yeah. went and said, have you ever had any heart problems? And I went, well, no, I don't think so. Like, I, you never know. I mean, fucking amazing, like, amazingly fit people have fucking had heart problems in the recent yeah. times and didn't know about it. And they went, are you overweight? I said, look at me. I'm standing in a pair of fucking pants in front of you. Are yeah. you over... The reason, like- the reason you designed this item was because you wanted to see like, me in Are you overweight? So you tell me. Is literally the most redundant, pathetic question in this scenario. I'm standing... <laughs> like, we look like if you were to go to a fucking school and go, like, this is what happens if you take care of yourself and show that in Petey. This is what happens if you drink and eat all the wrong foods and don't exercise. That's how we looked. If you ask me if I'm overweight and I say no, does that mean I'm not allowed to do this because I've obviously got mental issues? <laughs> Right, so I'm standing there, and then they said, "Well, you need to be very careful with your heart because of the cold in there." Well, what, what, what are you supposed to I do with like, that advice? Do you know the lowest part of this? Right, would be standing next to your best friend, who's already I could see the sympathy in your eyes. Right, Freddie, bless him, trying to tell me that I looked well and I I looked in yeah. good shape. Jamie just yeah. absolutely fucking laughing like a hyena because he was he. <laughs> that's his perfect kind of fucking angle of humour. <laughs> And all I can think of is like, well, if I have a fucking heart attack at this moment, the cameras are going to be on me. That's always going to be the fucking shit, right? That's going to be the thing. Yeah. My, my, I will devoid my bow and I'll be lying here in a fucking ice bath <laughs> with feces and piss floating in it. I would fucking love it. <laughs> just you crying in the tank as a fucking floater just emerges. As you're trying your to pull me out of it. I mean, yeah. like, I was. It's all right. No, I can't. I, I, I can't put him through this anymore. He's a mate. Yeah, you would have just leave yeah, it. You a defibrillator like that. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Peaty giving me mouth to mouth. Yeah, the team's still rolling on it because they think this is gold. <laughs> Jamie's still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> now leave him, Rob. No, Rob, turn the defibrillator up. Like, turn it up to the max. Put it on his bollocks. Put happens. the defibrillator on yeah. his bollocks. Try, try, burn, try burn his chest there. <laughs> Frazzling his nipples. Try frazzling his nipples. just running up and pulling your trunks off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> but but I think you've got to find your, like you say, I think you've got to try and find your, you've got to try and, like, hit the fucking vibe of just going, this is what it is. This is who I am. You know, you know when, uh, you know when Gok Wan yeah. used to do uh, How to Look Good yeah, Naked, yeah. right? And I always used to get so pissed off because, well, you know, the principle of that show is basically making the person feel comfortable with how they look. And I always thought, okay, this is a fucking sham. But actually, I just do think there's so much truth in that, man. It's like, you know, this whole, I was, I'm, my, my tendency is to be cynical about that, right? And go, oh, it's just a load of shit, you know, blah, blah, but, you know, body image issues. If, you, if you're not happy with your body, you can't just suddenly change that and, and think you look sexier. And it's not about that. But I think it's about just having confidence in yourself. And I know I know that sounds like a fucking something you I don't like know, but you a, Can I just jump in card, on the Gokwan thing, right? 
when yeah. Gokwan was making that fucking show, right, he lived around the corner in Bermondsey from me, right? One night yeah. we were in the same pub uh, and someone sort of, someone knew us both a bit and uh, they introduced me to Gokwan. He looked me up and down and he had this sort of like, sort of smirk on his face. And then he went over to the people he was with and I saw them chatting for a bit and then I saw them all look over at me and they all started laughing. Fuck off. Did that yeah, really happen? That happened, yeah, yeah. And like, maybe they did, maybe, he, you know what, he could have walked over and gone, oh, that guy was really funny, told, said something that I said. I don't think I said anything that funny, but then sometimes, you know, my, uh, you know, things that I don't think are particularly funny, I can say something quite earnest and then people think that that's an hilarious anecdote. Um, but it, the way it happened, it was very, genuinely, I spent the whole day, like, you know when you see see people and they're just pulling down their top or like like sort of making them sort of like pulling at their clothes just because they feel really uncomfortable. That was me after that. Mm. I was like, this guy's job is to make people feel better about themselves. And yeah, and I genuinely, I, I, I remember just thinking, I have to go to another pub actually. I, I don't know why. It was. It wasn't. A very... It's a weird one, that isn't it? Because it's, it's impossible to know. I mean, listen, yeah. that doesn't sound that doesn't sound no. great no. if I'm being honest with you. But to, to sort of play devil's advocate a little bit. I have done, I have been in situations where I've been walking with a mate or you, you, or you're sitting in an office or something and someone comes in and says something and then seconds after they walk away, you make a joke about something unrelated and then you all start laughing and then you think, and then it occurs to me that that person yeah, yeah, yeah. could very well think that we're laughing about them. That happens a lot, doesn't it? But they it? did you know all I mean? look then, at me, the whole group of about five of them stared over at me. Yeah, but it might get a little bit, it might have been like this. That bloke there, you see that Tom Davis? What a fucking legend. And also, by the way, he just looks like he's got... A, the way he's dressed, the way he's carrying himself, I really like that, don't you? Yeah. And they'll go, yeah. And, no. then, and then he goes, hold on. And then he goes, not like me. Look what I'm wearing. I look like a right piece of shit. Then everyone starts laughing. I mean, that could Ramesh, happen, couldn't it? Ramesh, my job is to be laughed at. If there's one thing that I know is different laughs, right? I know the different laughs that you get. I know a laugh of someone talk, looking at me going, he's amazing. Look at me, I'm a piece of shit. I know the laugh of that going, no, you're not, that laugh. I also know the laugh of, oh, my God, I just met this guy at the bar. Look at him. He's over there. Look, look what he's wearing, orange trainers. <clears throat> oh, my God. He's like 34. Why is he dressed like that? The, I know that laugh. I'm yeah, being very, true. very just here, by the way. I'm being very, because I could, I could go in, but I'm not, I choose not to. You could, what, you, you, as in you, you're holding back here? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Man. Is that what you're suggesting? I, you know what? Me of about two years ago, we're going two-footed here. But yeah, yeah, that isn't that. I don't really particularly want to. I just remember oh, at oh. the time feeling absolutely dog shit about that, and thinking like, "Wow, like that's a really, that's a pretty harsh thing to have like you know to do." But then also thinking, I'd be I'd be lying if I hadn't said that I've been in situations where sort of someone said something, you've looked over and sort of laughed at something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. like every time every time you uh, Laura and the others would look across at me on King Gary. There'd be some sort of laughter off the back of it, yeah. and then you and then you and then you come over and sort of go. Oh, we were just saying that you really were good in that scene. If it doesn't feel like that's what you're saying, no, never. Look, your whole character there was like fucking designed. So that was your the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't treat that person like that every minute of the day. On I never did that. You're such a little liar. You love it so much. Look, all I'm saying is, yeah, and look, you know what? I like got one show, and maybe yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll never get to the back. But unless he comes on this podcast and we discuss it, and I'm not doing that. We're not having one guest and it's not going to be got one. No. And it feels like a weird move. After all the people that we talked about, to get someone <laughs> that you, you've got sort of on the edges of beef with. Yeah, yeah. But but look, look I, I would, uh, I can't comment on that. We, we Rob and I filmed with Gok and he's very nice. 
But listen, it, that that sounds like well, it sounds difficult to sort of interpret another way, doesn't it? Yeah, but also maybe maybe Gok was like you, the, the the thing about right, and this is an interesting thing. It's a thing, and maybe he's uncomfortable, and he's with people he doesn't know, and he's with company that he doesn't know, and Gok's gone over, and he's made a joke to chill to, to chill him in that circumstance, because that's the other thing that well, I well, get. Well, he, he could have got, had he done had he done murdering successfully. No, 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 no. no. no I've done few few bits. I, I was sort of very much new to the industry. Just off the back of that, by the way, that feels like it feels like quite a cut and dried. Uh, Thing, but one of the things that I found is I constantly, constantly in situations where there are other people from television around. Like for example, the most times it's come up is like an awards night, yeah. and I would say the NTAs is the absolute epitome of this yeah, for me. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I have never repeatedly felt like I was talking to people that were while they were talking to me, looking to someone for someone else to talk to. I mean, it is yeah. fucking like like in terms of. Going like going to a thing that you're supposed to be part of, but feeling like a huge outsider. I would Mate. say the NTAs is up there for that. Mate. For that, right? There's there's other things that are like that, but that is the that's peak for me. Also, the NTAs is a weird one because your stock is completely wrapped around how many followers, how yeah, how famous, how many followers yeah, you yeah, have, yeah. what yeah, you yeah. look like in a tuxedo. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's completely that vibe. I would see. I've been NTAs. Like never been nominated or anything. I've been to a couple of them. One of the most Weird situations I have had there. I went to, I was in a box from, um, I think it was ITV box, and with some good people. And then, sort of, you know, that thing of like uh, the show comes to an end and everyone starts drifting in and out of different boxes. And I end up pretty much in a whole box on my own with Ross Kemp. And yeah. like next door, there was like people from Towie and whatever, and, and you know, whatever it's called, Cheshire Wives or whatever. Like, really. Do you think when people walked in and opened the door, they thought this room must be themed? <laughs> People walked in, I'm not joking, they looked at this deep conversation, which wasn't really deep, of me and Ross Kemp standing on this balcony and just walked out again. It was like the most intense conversation I've ever had in my life. One of the most intense. And like, like let me shout out Ross Kemp, by the way, because I genuinely... Nice guy, right? I really like Ross. I, 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 like, I, I think he's yeah. like quite eccentric and, and he's, he's a bit of a character, but in a way, he's everything that I think actors and people in the public eye should be mm. you know what i stood there for a while he at one point offered you know he wanted me to write him a sitcom and like you know, like <laughs> it's sort of went about in a real way it's like what do you do what you write sitcoms yeah that's great yeah yeah maybe you should write me something i was like oh i'm just doing my own work he went yeah yeah but you know something with me would be really good because actually probably some of the parts you're playing i could play and he was very like yeah quite um and conversely, Ross, if you follow that train of logic, some of the parts that I'm writing that I could play, that you're thinking about for you, I could play. So why the fuck would I involve you? <laughs> but you know that when you're standing there talking to someone who's so masculine, I was constantly thinking at some point an arm wrestle might be on there. That would be the worst thing. But I remember distinctly like uh, like Arge and Joe Swash walking into the room and sort of like looking at me and Ross Kemp and sort of like, you know, rolling their eyes and sort of running into the next room and sort of then I heard like another roar of laughter. Yeah. And, then, and then you sort of look on Twitter and it says, Tom Davis and Ross Kemp is the couple that we didn't know we needed. And it, just... it literally looks like a man looking into a mirror. Yeah. Find someone that looks at you the way that Tom Davis looks at Ross Kemp in the ITV box. <laughs> Uh, it's a weird world, don't it? When when you get into this, and uh... I, I find it, I, I find it really tricky. Not tricky. Tricky is not the right thing. 
I think I find it. I feel like an outsider in it, but I, I do. But I do also think that it's probably wrong to assume that not loads of people aren't feeling like that. You know, you, you can walk through a thing and think, "Oh my god, I feel like such an outsider." It's probably most people are feeling like that. A lot of people feel like that. People, there are people that aren't. There are people that you just look and they look completely comfortable in that scenario and are fucking buzzing off of it. I'm just not that type. But I do think. People that are like you and I gravitate towards each other. That's why. That's why you and me are such good mates. That's why I'm such good mates with Beckett. Do you know what I mean? That that one where me and you were genuinely just stood in the sort of like she was like, oh, if someone was to get a time machine and take me and you back back to the ages of anywhere between probably about seven and fucking twenty one, right? There would be we could we could have gone through any of the parties of that situation, and me and you pretty much would have just been standing. Well, the party happens around us. <laughs> Watching yeah. the people have a good time. The weird thing of that is, like, I remember me and you go, right, you know, let's, let's just go because whatever. And then, like, the next day, sort of a couple of people would text me that me and you had chatted to, and they were like, I wasn't really feeling it either. And I was like, but you were on, like, a dancing on a table when I left. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so weird, though, isn't it? But some people are just able to sort of... Well, no, two things. I think there's two things. One, some people are able to hide it. Two, some people like saying that they don't like doing something. But you know, like, people go, oh, my God, it was an absolute nightmare, wasn't it? And you go, all right, because you stayed till three. Yeah. <laughs> and you, and, you, and, you, uh, 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 and then afterwards, you went on, like, you went and carried it on at another venue. So that feels when I first that When I first got into the, uh, this, uh, I used to just get absolutely fucking, like, the, the idea of, like, a free bar was just, like, something that was so alien to me. Like, I don't think I'd ever been in a situation, sort of probably maybe two weddings in my life, where there'd been an absolute free bar where anything you wanted was mm. free. That was just so like fucking. At the time, I was probably drinking, or I was drinking more, and I used to just literally just make that my thing. And that probably then, if you look, if I went back, I probably looked like I was having a lot better time than I actually was. Yeah, because I was fucking absolutely leathered. That's uh, that's a cautionary. Time. I mean, you you've you've partied a bit this weekend though. I uh, so I did. We did hip hop save my Halloween, and. Uh, I was quite tired. We just finished. We wrapped on uh, a league of their own, and then I got home, had a couple of hours at home, watched uh, Man United Spurs, and then got ready to go out. And like the things, but you enjoyed that. That was, oh, that was absolutely delicious. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I, on the on the way to the on the way to the night, I was like, I'm so fucking tired. And it starts at eleven, finished at four. I was like, how am I going to do this? But mate, what a night! It was so much fun. Well, you were there till four a.m. Yeah, I was. Yeah, wowzers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we've got that. Came in, me. said to Lisa, said to Lisa, looks like the party animal still lives. And she said to me, I'm, I'm trying to sleep. If you want to <laughs> you go shut downstairs. Yourself. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to take your shirt off? <laughs> your costume looked amazing. Oh, the Jaffy Joffa. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was so fucking hot though, man. So hot. And then Martin, too smooth. Love Martin. Uh, Hip Hop Saved My Life DJ, my tour DJ. He, uh, he said, I think we should play Lion King. And when you come on, doesn't make like because already it's quite a few young people in there. Don't really a hundred percent sure what my costume was. Feels very confusing. They're just sort of watching, going, "Is there a fat Asian guy in Lion King?" <laughs> I don't fucking remember that. Simba. <laughs> <laughs> Right, should we do some emails, my G? Let's do it, my baby. Uh, okay. Bear with me. I just want to choose the, the correct first one. There's this one still busting. He's hard. She is, yeah. You know what the swan's like. She don't fuck about me. So actually, this sort of 
thematically links in with what we've been talking about. I can't believe I said thematically there. What a cock. Hello to the Wolf and Owl. Uh, this is from Anonymous. First, just want to say big love to you. Can I do you mind if I'm, I sort of want to put some stank on? Yeah, yeah. Right? put some stank, man. You look like you've got some stank in you. Yeah. Hello to the Wolf and Owl. First of all, just want to say big love to you guys for the pod. My boyfriend introduced it to me a couple of months back. I can honestly say, listen to you both, really helps me feel a little anxious about life, a little less anxious about life. So, can I thank you enough for that? And of course, thank you to the Swan for picking my email and taking the time to read it. I am currently 20 years old and studying at university, but I've really been struggling to enjoy a night out. I've been very much loving going to bed at 11 p.m. and casual drinking to 4 a.m. doesn't really do it for me. doesn't mean I don't enjoy it on occasion, but it often just leaves me wishing I stayed at home. The issue is all my friends are big party people, so I do just feel like, I, so I do just feel like I'm missing out and being a massive party people. How do I get my mojo back, or do I just learn to accept it's not who I am at the moment? Big love, Anonymous, Tom Davis. Yo, Anonymous, number one, I love your vibe. You know, if there's one superpower that I have within my brain is the fact that I can listen to Ramesh do an email and decide automatically that, that you are an incredible human being. Uh, and you know what? Let that incredible incredibleization just... Oh, mate. Oh, mate. <laughs> let that incredibleization just fucking flow through you. Right, listen, I'm going to be fucking real here. Break it down, some real talk. Yeah, JT, hit some, like, just sort of, like, really sort of dramatic tones. You ain't got to do anything you don't want to do, sister. Preach! Preach to You ain't got to go anywhere you don't want to go, yo. Louder for the people at the back. You just need to do you, yo. Listen, the truth of the matter is, I spent a lot of time and a lot of shit nights out with people doing things fucking out till four or five in the morning. Then I had to be there because maybe I'll miss out on saying that, that, that there'll be an incredible moment of this night that everyone would talk about and would go down in folklore. You know, and the truth of the matter is, the, the only nights that ever seemed to happen was maybe the nights I wasn't there because everyone there fucking talks about stuff and, and, and sort of throws stuff up in this fucking acclaim that, that just seems more crazy than it ever was. Look, I've never been in my fucking life, really, I don't think, to a party that's gone on after midnight there's anything but a load of fucking people talking about how amazing they are and or, or talking about fucking really st- stuff that should be t- talked about. There's mental health issues that should be discussed over a coffee and a croissant at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning when you're not fucking hanging and you're not fucking... Oh, that's truth you're hearing. Yeah. Oh, break this down, break this down. Snap another little bit off, yo, because there's another bit coming at you, girl. Yeah? yeah. There's going to be times in your life that the party surf is going to be there and you're ready for the fucking waves, yo. And you just want to be fucking riding those to the beach. And that's going to be times that you need that little person that part of your personality. That might come back. That might be something that, you know, you're 20 years old, 25, 26, 27. That might be you. That might even be you at 30. I don't know. For me, it came, it fluctuated at times. I, like I say, I spent most of my 20s, like in pubs, searching for something that I never, ever, ever found. I spent a long time like like going to the pub every night of the week because I was scared I was going to miss something. I was every night? Every night, yo. And if I didn't go, I remember missing one. I genuinely can remember not going to the, this pub one night and coming to the back there and saying, everyone's like, oh, you should have been there last night. You should have been there last night. And like, no one could really put their finger on why I should have been there. Yeah. But for the rest of the fucking, about five years after that, I made God sure that I was there every night just in case the thing that I'd missed, that no one really knew what it was ever happened again. Like, genuinely, don't fucking feel that you, you, you have to be anyone that you're not. Enjoy fucking early nights, you know, because there'll be times. And, and, and you know what? Pick those those nights you go out and you get shit out of it. Pick them. Pick them hard. Em. 
Yeah, because you got you got something about you. You've realised this at a very young age, and at 20, yo, I was still digging on fucking beaches looking for a treasure that I thought was under the sand that was in the sky, yo. Keep it real. And yo, I've never said this more honestly than I'm gonna say it right now. Just be real. So, uh, I tried to do like a supportive kind of nice, hype man. I, I feel like it was. I feel like it was distracting. It was nice. Me. You know what you felt like. Oh, you felt like a, my mate Eggy Steve, who was like, well, no, no. I mean, this is the nicest possible way, but he was one. Oh, he, he was one of the guys who'd always be out at like that time. Yeah. Oh really? Like he'd be the kind of guy you'd find with no top on, just a pair of jeans and no shoes on. Like, uh, well, that sounds exactly like me, <laughs> as you know. Yeah, but Rob, 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 told Rob. You, I just literally told you I had to be seeing my wife for three months before I allowed her to see the top half of my body. Yeah, right. Yeah, Rob. Drop a little bit right. of knowledge on this. This, this, this yeah, okay. Anonymous. So listen, uh, first of all, Anonymous, let me tell you this. Uh, there is absolutely nothing you have to do. Let me tell you that, all right? If you like having, if you like going to bed at 11, you like, you know, relaxing with a box set or whatever just having a nice quiet night that's absolutely fine there is nothing wrong with you the pressure you know the, the the social pressure of when you go to university you've got to be fucking on it all the time that's fine for people that want to do that but you don't have to do that you don't have to be, that's not how you have to enjoy your life and if your friends are like big party people you know if they're proper friends of yours you know they can have a night in with you you can do something a bit different mix it up they'll actually probably be grateful for that to be honest with you it is nice. When you have quiet nights, it makes you appreciate the big nights a bit more. So actually, you're, you're providing a very decent service for your friends. Um, so, so what I would say to you, Anonymous, you do not have to change at all. If that's what you want to do, you do that. Okay, And do not, I want you to not spend a single second more judging yourself. I've got a feeling that Big Night Rom's coming out of the, sh- the shadows there. Okay. <laughs> That sounds like a horrible nick. That is that, that that is a horrible nickname. Big night rum. Forehead rum. Yo <laughs> Guys, who wants to come back to mine? Theo. Listen, like. honestly, no, look, look, I'll put some chips in the oven and we'll put some tunes on. Theo. What's your dad do now? Oh my dad's a big night rum. <laughs> um the only thing I'd say to you, Anonymous, in all seriousness, which is kind of Tom's made it slightly difficult for me to to, to segue into this sort of bit of advice is sometimes you can psychologically get yourself into a situation where you feel like you don't want to go out. And I, I've had this where I sort of thought I don't want to go out and then I've gone out and it's been great. And I'm a, I'm a real bad flake. In terms of like cancelling on people, I am one of the worst people in the game for sort of as the night arrives, as the night gets closer, just going, I can't do it, guys. Because when it comes to it, I just think, oh, fucking hell, it feels like a big effort and stuff. And on the occasions where I've just gone, oh, I've got to do this, this is bad, I've had a good time. So... If the reason that you're wanting to go to bed early is because you want to go to bed early, that's absolutely fine. But is there a thing? Is, is it possible that there's a psychological barrier you're putting up to going out? And you know, just go and give it a go and see if you like it. But if you don't, you don't. I, I no think need to judge yourself. Yeah, I think basically that's the same advice as just do you, yeah. Sure. Yeah. If that's, uh, I mean, are we, should we should we do a hundred emails and you can just say just to you at the end of each one? We could get we could get through these much quicker. I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to cater the advice to each individual problem. <laughs> Mate, I cater, yo. But also, I I always fucking just like people to know that they're already amazing. They've already got the ingredients. All they need is the seasoning. Sure. Okay. But seasoning is ingredients. You know that. <laughs> <don't you? laughs> 
<laughs> you prick. <laughs> Late night <man>, rum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, big night rum. Big night rum's coming out again. <laughs> you know, I'd love to go on a stag yeah. do where I didn't know you go. Who's going? Um, yeah, Cheesy Steve's going. Um, Eggy, uh, Big Dog, uh, <laughs> Big Night Rom. <laughs> no, you no. Listen, tell me. Look, 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 look. I know all those people are coming, but you got tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> tell me, tell me he's coming. Who are you talking about? You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Is he coming? Big Night Rom. Yeah, you, know, you bet your fucking ass. You, Big Night Rom's coming. You know when you hear about someone like that as well, it always turns out to be like a real kind of vanilla to them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. They I did know. one crazy thing in like 1999, and it's like yeah, like shatting someone's shoe or something <laughs> after a party in 1997. And then forever, forever, they're known as fucking. Honestly, there's no telling what he's going to do. I'll tell you what he will do for definite. Tell that story about shitting in that show from 20 no, years ago. He won't tell it. He'll just stare over when he knows someone else is telling it. <laughs> um, actually, but the thing is, though, Tom, I, I was out I was out till four, but my energy was very similar to this. I didn't suddenly, I didn't become different. Mate, I, I saw a couple of videos you on it, that you, you re-put out on Instagram, you dancing around and looking very... I, I It made me happy, man, watching you watching you look you looked at one with yourself you know mm. you in a way you know what you look like like okay here we no, go this is a fucking nice thing yeah no i said here we go no yeah, no no, no, no. The, the truth of the matter is we never saw the after party to cinderella's marriage you look like that's how i could imagine cinderella was what does that mean <laughs> she'd have really enjoyed it she was fucking just this is the thing she'd been waiting for She'd been at, like fucking working for ugly sisters and the fucking. Oh, do you mean after the wedding? After the wedding, yeah. Oh right, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah, Prince yeah, Charming was like, yeah. "Do you want to go to bed now?" And she's like, "Nah, I've got one more thing to do." And then she fucking basically put on a club night for people that had listened to her podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was. I was. I thought the explanation was going to be slightly less literal than that. But all right. <laughs> So this this next email is from is from the goose. Yo, the goose. Big up yourself, goose. Yo. Big up yourself, a goose. Uh, to the wonderful, sweet, sweet souls that are the Swan Wolf and Out. Thank you so much for the time and effort that goes into this amazing podcast. I firmly believe it's the best podcast out there. So thank you. Wow. Uh, thank you, oh, goose, wow, wow, wow. for listening. My point for discussion is this: happily married couples or otherwise having separate duvets. My wife and I transitioned to the separate duvet life a couple of years ago and haven't looked back. The warmer of the couple can easily cool down and the cooler of the couple can easily warm up. Different togs can be bought and also different sizes, bed covers, the lot. There's no more waking up with the duvet taken away from you unintentionally. You can still get both under, you can still both get under one duvet for TV, movie nights, etc. Etc. see what he means. Yeah, I think Bumble's going to grind it. Uh, overall, we see no negatives at all. As you can probably tell, we're advocates. We're interested in hearing your opinions. Uh, Tom. Yeah, Goose, if I could, First of all, before we get into this, you and the cat, are you a uh, single duvet? Oh, we, yeah, we've got, couple? we're single duvet riders. At the moment. Yeah, but you know what? I was saying that we, we've got, like, the one thing I, you know, and I don't want to come across like fucking, like come some kind of Puff Daddy vibes here, or P. Diddy or whatever he calls himself these days. But, um, uh, I have an emperor bed, so it's seven foot by seven foot. It's 
a lovely big bed. Wow. Yeah, it's a nice bit of kit. Um, and on that bed, I have the accompanying duvet, which is seven foot by seven foot. So sure. seldom is there a time where we have the struggle of uh, one of us pulling the duvet off. There's enough duvet to go around for two pe- two people, you know. Um, mm. If you like, if we were a pasty, I'd be the big meat filling and uh, the cat would be, you know, the potatoes or the onions. <laughs> like, yeah. Smaller and... Fuck, that's horrible. <laughs> what does that mean? No, because the meat brings out the bulk of the fucking pasty. And then you have a right. smothering. Oh, yeah, I yeah. see. Right, but they're all mixed in together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, it was the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about <laughs> our sleeping situation. Um, so I guess is is the advice Tom that you're asking the advice no, you're giving listen, to the goose is listen. get get yourself a TV career no. that's lucrative enough for you to buy an emperor bed. Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm going to say to you is there has been times, however, that I actually think like your own duvet where you can you can either. You know, you can do your tortilla burrito wrap on yourself, so you can wrap yourself completely in a duvet, mm, which is quite mm, nice and mm. quite, like, uh, snugly. Or there's a time where, you know, you, you might just fucking, like, have it just halfway down your body and, like, leave your top half. And... Do you know my favourite you know thing? Yeah. With the duvet? I can imagine you, like, doing the cornetto. No, I don't do the You know what I like doing? Go on. One leg in, one leg out. Oh, beautiful thing. Oh, my God, I love yeah, it. Yeah, man. I love it. It's so nice. What's this one like? Uh, is she... Uh, with a duvet she she if i'm gonna be honest i can imagine she's probably an absolute saint when it comes to the duvet yeah why do you what, what, what are you basing that on because i just think as a person she's such a decent human being like mm. yeah i can imagine if there was one piece of toilet paper left in your own whole house that you would get that piece of toilet paper and there wouldn't be any argument about it we i'd, I'd be honest with you to answer that question honestly i think if that was a situation we would so what's the, so explain to me the details of the scenario there's one square of toilet tissue in the whole yeah. house and sh- she and i need a shit simultaneously is that well yeah maybe, maybe like you've both it's the morning after you've both had a big big dinner the night before um obviously you've had a vegan dinner so your tummy's a little bit more erratic maybe because um, you've had a lot of root vegetables um mm. and then you wake up and lisa shouts like up the stairs rom Rom, and you're like, what the bloody hell is it? And you're like, there's only one square of toilet paper left in the whole house. The kids are like staying at your mum's, right? So then you and you just come leathering it out of like your bedroom, and you're like, for fuck's sake, I need a shit as well, right? There's one square. I guarantee this one will go. You take it. You take it. It's interesting. Uh, I would say one square is as is as is as useful as no squares, wouldn't you? I mean, are you just one square in it? No, no, fucking hell, I'm about twelve square in it. Well, I'm trying yeah, to cut back, I mean, I... cut, cut down now because of the ozone. Oh yeah, yeah, because the ozone. Well, yeah, because the environment. Yes. Yeah. So what what are you trying to do? Then? Well, you got you got to twist and double, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I sort of I sort of create different shapes to really sort of get yeah, some yeah, purchase yeah, yeah. and really get up in there. But in the nineties and early part of this century, when we didn't know about the ozone layer, we just thought it was a bit of a whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was just something that fucking hippies talked about. Yeah. Right? Letting dogs fucking run free with toilet rolls and yeah. shit like that. Mate, as I'm All looking right. at you out my window now, my neighbours uh, tied a whole toilet roll to their... Um, well, I'm hoping because there's been a storm here last night, so it's either Halloween dressing or basically my neighbour's got a whole big shitty toilet roll in a fucking country. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking at it thinking, man, like, yeah. I mean, there was a time, oh, yeah, that was gold for us, toilet paper. 
Mm, it was probably yeah, the sure. biggest fucking commodity yeah. in the on earth. Yeah. You know? So you need to respect it now, don't you? I think you know what, actually, if there's one thing that we should have all learned is that, you know, the humble shit ticket, you know, went from something we all took for fucking granted to something that yeah. people would get a knife fight outside a supermarket for. Yeah. So yeah, there's one right. thing and that shows you actually that, you know, sometimes the things that we should re- respect are the sort of like the most humble. I don't think there's anything more humble in the world on earth at the moment more humble and less arrogant than toilet paper yeah it's you've got to stop doing this where you sort of give something as the most prominent example and 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 then you say it's this thing because it happens to be the thing we've been talking (laughs) about i'm just saying that i no, you always do no you always do this The, the the most i want you to think about what you've said and we, I know, I don't want, all I want you to do is an hour after we finish doing this podcast, I want you to think, do you still believe that toilet tissue is the most humble thing in the world? Yes. Right? I can you, tell you, you now. You believe it's the right. most humble thing in the world. If toilet paper... Because I, I guarantee you, later on today, you're going to head on out or something, you're going to be wearing like a like one of your Baker Boy hats, and someone's going to go, I love you in that hat. And you're going to go, like, you know what? First of all, let me, let me tell you this. One of the things that people don't know about me is I can wear any hat. I look good in any hat. Yeah, we do know this about you, Tom, because you say it. You open almost every conversation with it. And let me tell you, let me tell you something else. <laughs> the most, the most absolutely humble thing in the world. There is nothing more humble and self-effacing than the Baker Boy hat. You go really? It's, just, it's like this morning. Ron was saying that you said it was a toilet chair. Oh no, 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 no. That was like, that, I mean that in that context. No, the Baker Boy. Trust me. L- right. Nothing more. Let humble. me throw this out there. Let me throw this out there. I'm going to double down because that's the only way I fucking know. I think if toilet paper was a person, it would be Jesus. Like, genuinely. Like, if you break it down and think about it logically, like, Jesus was very humble, like, when he was starting out and he was a little baby. He was like, his dad was a carpenter, his mum was a virgin, right? He didn't know about fucking, and like, he was very poor, right? Completely overlooked. How was any of this like toilet tissue? Because no, no, absolutely none of this is like toilet tissue. <laughs> for centuries, the, 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 we've overlooked toilet paper. The only similarity is they both come from wood. Right, yeah, right, right. And we haven't even mentioned We overlooked that. toilet paper for so long, right? What do you mean we overlooked toilet paper for so long? <laughs> it was invented. It was created to solve a problem. So was and Jesus. Every, and he everyone didn't know, is He didn't know how much he was needed until the fucking shit hit the fan. Well, yeah, shit hit the fan, literally. Right? And then all of a sudden, when fucking we needed fucking, like, all the miracles that he performed and all the fucking amazing shit that he did when he was going out and pronouncing his sermons, right? And doing his fucking thing. All of a sudden you go, well, fucking, there's a guy we needed. Hey, who is this guy? Oh, he's the son of God, but he was brought up as a carpenter. Okay? Think about toilet paper. When the p- pandemic kicked off and it was the one thing we all wanted, it became the biggest selling thing in the globally. Like, everyone wanted it. It didn't matter if you were Richard Branson or you were, like, Carl and Lisa who live up the street, right? Everybody needed that sweet, sweet toilet paper, right? It was fucking... How, I, is, I, that like, how is that like Jesus? Because everyone needed religion back in the olden days. And that's what re- Jesus gave everyone, right? I don't think Jesus gave everyone religion. He gave everyone hope, a... and that's what toilet paper did, okay. in a way. All right. Okay. It's... Uh... I feel like it's offensive, but I can't quite figure out why. Um, no, look, I I got all the time in the world for Jesus and toilet paper, two things yeah, sure. that I both I love in equal measures. Sure, I wouldn't do that either. 
So what, in, in like uh, church services, you would like Body of the Christ to be toilet tissue? <laughs> no, no. Keep it what it is, which actually weirdly is a little bit like toilet tissue, right? But... Like I just think that I just think that people need to put a little bit of fucking respect on toilet tissue's name. Sure. There was a sure. time where fucking we're all fucking shouting it from the rooftops. Do not forget our fallen hero. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Tom. Yeah. My G. Yeah. Uh, I have to tell you, it's about that time, my brother. Okay. Um, we've had a great we've had a great time here today, haven't it's we? Been amazing. It's amazing. It's been really amazing. Um, Tom. You do us the honour of taking us out of this piece. Yeah. I have so many things fluctuating in my mind right now. Sometimes at the end of this podcast, I can think earnestly. I'll tell you a, a, an ode of a man or a woman who have broken boundaries. Sometimes I'll look up to the sun or look into the sky and, you know, I'll find some words of peace and some words of reassurance. But today I'm going to look inside of all of you. I'm going to go through into your ears and into your brain. I'm going to then look out into the world through your eyes. And I'm going to pick something. Hmm. Look, Martin, or Shirley, or Sally, there's a tree. Hold your attention on that tree. and think, wowzers, that's been here for ages. Or look at some tarmac beneath you and think, hmm, wowzers, that was only just created. Look at a fire hydrant, a phone box. Take it all in. Just remember, it wasn't so long ago that the only thing you could see was the four walls in which contained your spirit and your head and your brain, right? And now you're out again, yeah? I want you to look at the clouds and think, what the fucking hell's going on up there? You know, what is? what are they all about? They're all in different shapes. There's a cloud up in the sky right now, and I want you to look. You're the only person who sees that cloud the way that you see it. No one else is going to do that. That's amazing. That's being a human being. Yo. Look next to someone, look at the, across at someone you're near and just say, fuck me, this is amazing, man. What a world we live in. And be happy. We might not last for an hour or even two or even a minute or even 30 seconds. But just for a second, smile and know you are a fucking G-dog. That was lovely. It's really lovely. I actually think there was some uh, really good literal advice there. Yeah, yeah. You know, looking up at the clouds. I, I, I do like the idea of somebody looking up at the clouds and going, what the fucking hell is going on up there? That might be my favourite bit. Yeah. I just think, yeah, let's just fucking know. Whether it's toilet paper or Jesus, believe in something. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, great. Well, let's call back to that. Uh, right, guys, this has been the Wolf and Owl podcast. Yeah. You know what to what, what, what to what? play this one out, and I know I don't want to get into a place where all was um, playing out songs. Um, no, because you know we're not technically we're not allowed to play any commercial music. You know that. Don't <laughs> yeah, you? yeah, but what, that, right, we'll have two three weeks off. Um, but JT, okay. can we end with what if God was one of us? What an incredible! Bearing in mind we've got two, we, we're not going to do this for a while now. <laughs> no, the music, I mean, that's what we're doing. Yeah, man, let's go with that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks for listening. And guys, what if? Put it in now, JT. Yeah, what if God was one of us? Christ. <laughs> Just a slob like one of us. Just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way home. 
If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.